0: Day 87 of 365, the Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Psalm 38, verse 1 to 12. O oh Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Your arrows have struck deep and your blows are crushing me. Because of your anger, my whole body is sick. My health is broken because of my sins. My guilt overwhelms me. It is a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. I am bent over and racked with pain. All day long I walk around filled with grief. A raging fever burns within me and my health is broken. I'm exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. You know what I long for, Lord. You hear my every sigh. My heart beats wildly. My strength fails. And I'm going blind. My loved ones and friends stay away, fearing my disease. Even my own family stands at a distance. Meanwhile, my enemies lay traps to kill me. Those who wish me harm make plans to ruin me. All day long, they plan their treachery. Luke chapter 7, verse 11 to 35. Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up. And began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. Then the disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples and he sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting or should we keep looking for someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases illnesses, and evil spirits, and he restored sight to many who were blind. Then he told John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And then he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. After John's disciples left, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right for they had been baptised by John. But the Pharisees and the experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. To what can I compare the people of this generation, Jesus asked. How can I describe them? They are like children playing a game in, a, in the public square. They complain to their friends, we played wedding songs and you didn't dance as we played funeral songs, and you didn't weep. For John the Baptist didn't spend his time eating bread or drinking wine, and you say he's possessed by a demon. The son of man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. Numbers, chapter 23, verse 27 to chapter 26, verse 11. Then the king said, King Balak said to Balaam, Come, I will take you to one more place. Perhaps it will please God to let you curse them from over there. So Balak took Balaam to the top of Mount Peor, overlooking the wasteland. Balaam again told Balak, Build me seven altars and prepare seven young bulls and seven rams for me to sacrifice. So Balak did as Balaam ordered and offered a young bull and a ram on each altar. By now, Balaam realized that the Lord was determined to bless Israel, so he did not resort to deviation as before. Instead, he turned and looked out toward the wilderness, where he saw the people of Israel camped tribe by tribe. Then the Spirit of God came upon him and And this is the message he delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor. The message of the man whose eyes see clearly. The message of one who hears the words of God. Who sees a vision from the Almighty. Who bows down with eyes wide open. How beautiful are your tents, O Jacob. How lovely are your homes, O Israel. They spread before me like palm groves, like gardens by the riverside. They are like tall trees planted by the Lord, like cedars besides the water. Water will flow from their buckets, their offspring have all they need. Their king will be greater than Agag, their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt. For them, he is as strong as a wild ox. He devours all the nations that oppose him, breaking their bones in pieces, shooting them with arrows, Like like a lion, Israel crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to arouse her? Blessed is everyone who blesses you, O Israel, and cursed is everyone who curses you. King Balak flew into a rage against Balaam. He angrily clapped his hands and shouted, I called you to curse my enemies. Instead, you have blessed them three times. "'Now get out of here. Go back home. "'I promise to reward you richly, "'but the Lord has kept you from your reward.' "'Balaam told Balak, "'Don't you remember what I told your messengers?' "'I said, even if Balak were to give me his palace "'filled with silver and gold, "'I would be powerless to do anything "'against the will of the Lord. "'I told you that I could say only what the Lord says. "'Now I'm returning to my own people.' But first, let me tell you what the Israelites will do to your people in the future. This is the message Balaam delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message of a man whose eyes see clearly, the message of one who hears the words of God, who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes wide open. I see him, but not here and now. I perceive him but far in the distant future. A star will rise from Jacob. A scepter will emerge from Israel. It will crush the heads of Moab's people, cracking the skulls of the people of Sheth. Edom will be taken over, and Seir, its enemy, will be conquered, while Israel marches on in triumph. A ruler will rise in Jacob, who will destroy the survivors of Eir. Then Balaam looked over toward the people of Amalek and delivered this message. Amalek was the greatest of nations, but its destiny is destruction. Then he looked over toward the Kenanites and delivered this message. Your home is secure, your nest is set in the rocks, but the Kenites will be destroyed when Assyria takes you captive. Balaam concluded his message by saying, Alas, who can survive unless God has willed it? Ships will come from the coasts of Cyprus. They will oppress Syria and afflict Eber, but they too will be utterly destroyed. Then Balaam left and returned home, and Balak also went on his way. While the Israelites were camped at Acacia Grove, Some some of the men defiled themselves by having sexual relations with local Moabite women. These women invited them to attend sacrifices to their gods, so the Israelites feasted with them and worshipped the gods of Moab. In this way, Israel joined in the worship of Baal of Peor, causing the Lord's anger to blaze against his people. The Lord issued the following command to Moses, "'Seize all the ringleaders and execute them before the Lord in broad daylight.'" so his fierce anger will turn away from the people of israel so moses ordered israel's judges each of you must put to death the man under your authority who have joined the men under your authority who have joined in worshiping baal of peor just then one of the israelite men brought a midianite woman into his tent right before the eyes of moses and all the people as everyone was weeping at the entrance of the tabernacle When Phineas, son of Eleazar, and grandson of Aaron, the priest, saw this, he jumped up and left the assembly. He took a spear and rushed after the man into his tent. Phineas thrust the spear all the way through the man's body and into the woman's stomach. So the plague against the Israelites was stopped, but not before 24,000 people had died. Then the Lord said to Moses, Phinehas son of Eleazar and grandson of Aaron the priest has turned my anger away from the Israelites by being as zealous among them as I was. So I stopped destroying all Israel as I had intended to do in my zealous anger. Now tell him that I am making my special covenant of peace with him. In this covenant I give him and his descendants a permanent right to the priesthood for in his zeal for me, his God... He purified the people of Israel, making them right with me. The Israelite man killed with the Midianite woman was named Zimri, son of Zalu, the leader of a family from the tribe of Simeon. The woman's name was Cosbi. She was the daughter of Zer, the leader of a Midianite clan. Then the Lord said to Moses, Attack the Midianites and destroy them, because they assaulted you with deceit and tricked you into worshipping Baal of Peor, and because Cosby, the daughter of a Midianite leader, who was killed at the time of the plague because of what happened at Peor. After that plague had ended, the Lord said to Moses and to Eleazar son of Aaron the priest, From the whole community of Israel, record the names of all the warriors by their families, List all the men 20 years old or older who are able to go to war. So there on the plains of Moab, beside the Jordan River, across from Jericho, Moses and Eleazar, the priest, issued these instructions to the leaders of Israel. List all the men of Israel 20 years old and older, just as the Lord commanded Moses. This is the record of all the descendants of Israel who came out of Egypt. These were the clans descended from the sons of Reuben, Jacob's oldest son. The Hanokchite clan, named after their ancestor Hanok. The Paluite clan, named after their ancestor Palu. The Hezronite clan, named after their ancestor Hezron. The Carmite clan, named after their ancestor Kami. These were the clans of Reuben their registered troops numbered 43,730. Paul was the ancestor of Eliab, and Eliab was the father of Nemuel, Dathan, and Abiram. This Dathan and Abiram are the same community leaders who conspired when Korah, with Korah against Moses and Aaron, rebelling against the Lord. But the earth opened up its mouth and swallowed them with Korah, and fire devoured 250 of their followers. This served as a warning to the entire nation of Israel. However, the sons of Korah did not die that day.